your big hits, rumble! Rumbling, stumbling, touchdown! What is this celebration? What is that? This is the best of BYU Sports Nation. Interviews and insight from this week in Cougar Sports. Every Saturday, only on BYU Radio. To lead off, here's the double coverage interview of the week. Sports Nation live in Studio B. Along with Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Following Saturday's BYU football scrimmage, I had a chance to speak with offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick. He discussed his overall views and takes from the scrimmage and gave us a little insight into Zach Wilson assessing Keaton Slovis. Here's that conversation. Aaron, how was the weather and atmosphere inside the indoor practice facility with all of the spring snow outside? It was a lot better than the weather outside, yeah. Um, <laughs> this is wild. This is It feels like January out here. But yeah, really. Yeah, it really does. How do you, how do you, does it affect the team at all when you're, when you're dealing with this? Like when you have to move things in the indoor practice facility, does it affect it? Does it slow the progression that you're looking for? It's not too bad. It's just, we don't like to tackle too much inside there. Um, so we'd rather tackle on grass if we can. So um, we were going to do some tackling, you know, a tackle type of scrimmage today. And we decided to hold off on that till next week. Um but other than that, we get all, all, all the same work done. You know, it's not a big deal. What was the highlight of your scrimmage today? Um, there were some highlights both ways. I thought um, we did a good job in the red zone today, uh, especially with our first-team offense. And um, we're do- I'm really pleased so far in camp with just our improvement in goal line short yardage and red zone. We're um, – doing a good job with that stuff. And, and um, red zone's always been a strength of ours, but I thought we took a step backwards last year in that. And then, you know, the, you know, the goal line short yard stuff is well documented. We didn't do a good enough job last year. And we, I feel like we've done a lot of things to correct that. Um, but our defense got after us in the two minute drill and um, we, we need, we need work at two minute. We haven't done as well as we should in that. So, um, you know, it's, they're doing a good job. Our defense is a lot is uh, bringing a lot of pressure and doing a nice job. Let's dive into some of the specifics of the red zone in the scenarios that you said went well today. What types of things are you looking for and what are you seeing from a game standpoint, from a schematic standpoint that you're liking? Well, we're looking to get a touchdown. We, you know, we, we want to get touchdowns in the red zone. We don't want to kick field goals. Um, and when you get down there, you got to get a touchdown. That's, that's always been our mentality. Um, and, you know, we should get touchdowns. Like today, the drill was, you know, from the four, we got uh, two series from the 14-yard line and two series from the six-yard line. So you should you should score touchdowns in those situations. Uh, it's, that drill is definitely to our advantage, you know, and then some other drills are more to the defense's advantage. We did one drill today where we're, we're backed up on our own one-yard line and got to get it out of there. And, you know, that's that's a hard drill for the offense. The red zone should be an easy, easier uh, one. And I thought we did a good job today down there. The, the second team offense though, turned it over once and the, the uh, other, the, the first team offense scored both times. Um, so yeah, you just all situational work. We're just trying to, trying to get better. Okay. And now let's uh, talk about the, the, the concern that you brought up at this point. I mean, it's early, it's, it's March. Uh, what, what are you doing to, 
you know, overcome those concerns and ensure the things up that you want to work on after today's scrimmage? Just keep practicing. We have, um, we have a lot of good players out there um, who guys that are going to be very good players for us that are uh, experiencing things for the first time, you know, so every day there, there's a new mistake. That's like this, that's the first time this guy has seen that situation, mm. you know? And, and so you just try to correct it and keep going. And um, I think you know, we have some young offensive linemen that are really talented. I'm very confident they're going to be good players for us in the fall that are learning. We have some new quarterbacks that each day are learning. Um, and uh, we're pretty thin at wide receiver right now. We, you know, we don't, we don't have very many guys that have actually played in games for us that are practicing. You know, it was Cody Epps is out. And so really just leaves Chase and Keanu are the only two receivers right now that have actually, you know, been regular uh, guys in a game for us. And so, um, but no panic at all. We're, we're, we're doing a lot of good things as well. And um, it's practice. What was today? Seven or eight of or spring ball uh, eight. Yeah. I think um, you just got to keep working. You get, you get 15 in the spring, you get 29 in the fall and we'll be ready for our first game. Let's stay with the wide receivers. When do you expect uh, Cody to be back and, and ready to go? Um, he won't be, he won't practice in spring ball. Um, I don't even know exactly. He's close right now. He's, he's actually, well, I should say he's practicing. He's doing a lot of things. He's just not doing anything against the defense. Like he's in drills with us. He's running routes. Um, he's, he's in every meeting he's involved. He's wearing the same gear that everybody else is wearing. He's out there with the shoulder pads and helmet. You know, he's, he's practicing. He's just not playing in this, in the 11 on 11 stuff. And, um, he'll be, he'll be full go uh in the fall for sure well you mentioned uh, the big yeah you mentioned the big three chase roberts keanu hill cody Epps. those are guys that have taken meaningful snaps and made big plays for your team who else is going to join them who who are you seeing things from right now that makes you feel like you're going your wide receiver core is going to be ready to go not just with those three well the two the one unfortunate one was uh parker kingston was playing really well and uh had a just a hand injury of i think it's a Curves his thumb or wrist, something like that. It's not anything uh, serious long term, but it's enough that it's keeping him out of practice right now, out of the contact stuff. So he's in the same mode as Cody. He's out there doing everything he can, catching the ball with one hand, but we have to keep him out of the contact drills against the defense. So um, that's going to slow his development a little bit. But he was playing really well, and I'm counting on him being one of our guys in the fall. Uh, he can he can run and. Um, then yeah, there's there's some other guys. Dom Henry starting to show up, and then uh, you know it's no secret we're gonna we're gonna bring in a couple guys in the fall. Mm. Aaron Roderick, the offensive coordinator for BYU, is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Now let's move to the offensive line. You talked about the young guys that are experiencing situations for the first time, and and they're learning and. It's frustrating, but but they're learning. And they do join a core of, of some guys that have been around, though, notably Kingsley Suamate and Connor Pay. So at this point, how does the offensive line for this upcoming season stack up to what you had last season? Well, I, th- I think we're more athletic than we've ever been. Um, and I think we're, you know, we have some depth. You know, and the development part of O-line is just, it's working as a unit, you know, it's not necessarily, you know, each one of those guys is talented, um, but it takes reps. It takes time. 
to develop the continuity to work as a unit because there's so much to it. It's, it's the most complicated position in football um, to get those five guys all in sync. And so it just takes reps. That's it. And I, I'm really confident in, in the group we have. Um, but each day, you know, they're experiencing new things and Jay's bringing a bunch of different pressures and, and it's really good work for us. We're getting a lot of different fronts and different looks and just learning how to block all those things, how to communicate as a unit uh, takes time. And we've had some really good plays. It's good days. And we've had some days where, you know, you got to learn from it and, and improve the next day. But a lot of confidence in those guys. How would you assess the progression and play of Keaton Slovis over the past two and a half months that you've been working closely with him? Yeah, he looks like he's been here three years. Uh, he's just a, he's a veteran player. He does veteran things every day. Um, he still makes a mistake or two each day. That's sort of like first time in, in this offense, you know, sometimes it's related to terminology. Sometimes it's just, you know, small things, uh, that he's experiencing for the first time with our system. But, um, as far as just like how he plays in the team situations, he's very composed. He's accurate. He's, uh, smart about when to check the ball down and when to be aggressive. He's just, he plays like a veteran player and it's just going to take time to develop the chemistry uh, with our receivers and tight ends and with our offensive line, you know, protection checks. That, that, that's another thing is the quarterback can help the O-line a lot mm. with making the right calls sometimes and, um, or getting us into the right run play, getting us out of a bad play into a good play. The quarterback can do a lot of those things. So there's a, there's a lot there too that helps the offensive line. You mentioned that the defense is certainly bringing the heat and bringing the pressure and challenging what your offense is trying to do. How is the defense different now than they were at this time last year? It's just a different scheme. I mean, it's, it's more of a, it's a, you know, they're more, more of a four down defense. They, they, but they present a lot of different fronts and they multiple coverages and different pressures. Um, but just, I would just say overall right now, the biggest difference is just more aggressive, more, mm. yeah, more aggressive without, I don't think Jay wants to like really be saying everything he's doing publicly, <laughs> but there, there definitely is a lot more pressure than what we've gone against in practice in the past. Sure. I've heard him joke about, uh, you know, Hey, don't worry guys. Like this is going to be good for looking at the offense saying, I know you're frustrated. This is going to be good for you at some point. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, I mean, it's there. There should be give and take in practice. I mean, it, if one side is always dominating the other side, that's usually not a good thing. Um, you know, there should be days where you leave the practice feeling good, like you won. And there's, there's, it's good for you too to leave the field some days, going, man, we just got our butt kicked today, and we got things to work on. And you want that to go back and forth throughout spring ball and fall camp, and then, you know, that's how you build a good team going into the fall. What does this team do best overall uh, at this point? And you may have already partially answered it with your red zone, uh, you know, alluding to what you did in practice today, but what, what's overall the best thing this team does right now? Offensively, you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we're a team that can throw the ball down the field. I, I believe that. we Our quarterback can do that. Um, and we've had – uh, a couple other quarterbacks that are playing well, and we've got 
Chase and Keanu and Isaac Rex, and we're getting the ball. You know, we'll, we'll be a team that can throw the ball down the field. I'm, I'm certain of that. And, you know, we just have to keep building our whole system where we have balance, you know, and balance doesn't necessarily mean just run and pass. It's balance in everything. It's, it's balance in being able to run the ball, uh, throw the ball down the field, uh, you know, having um, use the whole field basically is, is what we're trying to accomplish and use all of our playmakers. And so that's, you know, we're not there yet, but we're, we're working there. From an offensive standpoint over the remainder of spring ball, what are you emphasizing and working on the most? It just depends on the day we, we have, you know, we take, get 15 practices and we map, we map out, we're making sure we cover every situation that you can come up with in a game. So we're going to hit the two minute drill a number of times we'll hit four minute offense a number of times where we have the lead and the defense is trying to get the ball back and we're trying to run the clock out. You know, we were backed up on our own one yard line. You work the red zone then you want to have enough uh, third down work where you, you know, it's just third down and a variety of di- distances, <coughs> excuse me. And uh, you convert the third down and congratulations it's third down again. And you do it again. And you, you know, we try to um, just work every, every game like situation you can and put the players to the test and see how they react to those things. It's also a chance to test our schemes. Um, you know, spring ball is a great time to try some new things, throw some new wrinkles out there. You know, we, we don't ever wholesale change to our offense, but if you just stay exactly the same every year, the good teams will catch up to you. So you always want to sort of uh, keep your identity, but maybe, um, add a couple of wrinkles here and there that give you an, an advantage. So the, you know, the, the, that situational work is a great time to try those things. You've been working your voice and probably because the music's blaring inside the indoor practice facility. So <laughs> are you ready yeah. to get, to get back outside, even though it's a little colder? Yeah. I don't have to yell quite as loud outside that the, the, the music is deafening inside. <laughs> All right, let's finish with this. Um, if you could pinpoint one play that kind of made you go, whoa, that was a really good play by said player today in the scrimmage. What What's the best individual play you saw made in the scrimmage? Uh, in today's scrimmage? Yeah. Or today's practice? Um, there wasn't I – can't, I can't really think of one individual play that stood out today, but we did have one in the red zone a few days ago. Um, Keaton Slovitz made a throw to Dom Henry on it was third and goal from the 10 or 11 yard line, obvious pass situation. And um, he, he threaded a throw over the, over the linebackers and dropped it in um, on the back line mm-hmm. to Dom Henry. Dom Henry made a nice, nice play on the ball, but it was a, it was an impressive throw. And um, Zach Wilson was at practice actually. And right after practice, he mentioned, he mentioned it to me. He's like, that was a, that it was a nice play. And that's, that's one play that's kind of stood out so far. Yeah. I love it. You're very composed Darren, And I super appreciate that about you. Like you, you never get too high or too low, but in those moments, do you get, do you ever get juice like Jack the Mooney and want to like chest bump somebody? I don't. I, I, <laughs> I try to be like this. I try yes. to be like this all the time. <laughs> Good or bad. You know, when, I, I really, seriously, I, I, I think that's important. Yeah. Um, some coaches are more emotional and up and down and that's great. 
my personality is more just this. And I, I try to stay consistent for our players that uh, win or lose, they know that I'm going to be the same all the time. And I think that, uh, you know, that, that works for me. And yeah. it's, I'm not saying everybody else has to do it that way, but that's, that's my style. I respect it. You've chosen your lane and you're sticking to it. And I, and I like that. Aaron, uh, we appreciate the lengthy conversation today. Know you're busy. Rest your voice. Get some hot chocolate. Uh, stay warm, and we'll see you next week. Nice talking to you. That was one of our favorite interviews this week. You're listening to the best of BYU Sports Nation. This is the best of BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. It's go time for BYU Gymnastics as they get set for NCAA Regionals. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. I'm Spencer Linton. To my left sits Jerem Jordan. And just across the way is one of the fabulous assistant coaches. And she's an incredible choreographer of those unforgettable floor routines that you have come to love. Shannon Evans with her Super Mario routine. Rebecca Bean Ripley with her Barbie Girl routine. It's Brogan Evanson, the mastermind behind <laughs> it all. Brogan, welcome to the show. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Let's go. We got regionals <laughs> tomorrow in Poly Pavilion at UCLA. That's kind of a cool yep. venue for uh, what will be the biggest meet of the year so far. Yeah, we're really looking forward to it. We just leave this afternoon, so getting on the plane in a few hours. Let's go. Okay, let's yeah. walk through the schedule. Okay, okay, so you get on the plane, yeah. you land. What's the routine to get right mentally and, and get set physically to, to compete in an historic venue? Yeah, so it's just like we do all season long, which is kind of we're always preparing for this moment, so it, we keep it pretty similar. So we get off the plane, get on our bus, head to our hotel, check in, relax, you know, usually about an hour at the hotel, go to dinner, spend some time as together as a team. We're usually treated really nice. Food's always waiting for us. It doesn't <laughs> take much to eat. And then we're back to the hotel and um, our sports medicine takes over and gets yeah. the girls all ready, getting treatments done, and then early to bed. So you'll so. see the apparatuses for the first time tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we'll check in at the arena around 11 o'clock, and warm-ups will start at noon. So we'll just, it'll just be go time. Then we're going at 2. Yeah. Okay, so in this regional, it's super interesting because you're kind of in a play-in scenario to get into the pod, right, the next yep. day. But it's a familiar foe. Uh, it's Boise State, who you've competed against four times this year. Yeah. How does that help or hurt in this situation? I think it helps. I think our, our team is really familiar with what Boise does. Um, I think we started the season kind of getting our feet wet and then we've built and built and built. And so the last two interactions that we've had with Boise have been like really strong for our team to build confidence, especially at the conference championships. Yeah. And Boise was right there the whole time, but we know they're athletes and we know that if we put our best foot forward, we can do great. Southern Utah, I mean, from the get-go, kind of established themselves as you know the premier program in the Mountain Room Gymnastics Conference <laughs> this year. But there was a lot of fluctuating between you and Boise State and Utah State. So to yeah. finish second, yeah. what does that do for your team confidence-wise moving forward into this unique head-to-head -head showdown? Yeah. Uh, you know, in gymnastics, it's like at the end of the day, the score is what matters. And so SUU, kudos to them. They've had an amazing season. I'm just, you know, they're, they're friends of ours, of course. We yeah. see them all the time. We know their staff. We know a lot of their athletes. So they had a great year. And congratulations, you know. Um, but... In terms of our team, I feel like we were hot at, at conference. Um, we were, you know, coaching our athletes up to like 
be mentally focused, do what you practice. And I feel like they did that, you know? We still had some mistakes, so sure. we know we can build better on that score, but it was a high score for us for this year. And the girls are pretty hungry. So when I go into practice the last week and a day, I'm like, this, these, these girls are ready. It's good. Like, the they, good. Are, they are ready. And they work yeah. crazy hard. Like, everybody's working hard at BYU, but <laughs> you guys work crazy hard, um, which, which yeah. we see in person. Okay, the floor choreography, as Spencer mentioned. Obviously, you are going for high scores, but there's sort of a viral nature the last couple of years to a few of these. How validating is that when, like, people really enjoy what you've choreographed? <laughs> Well, I enjoy my job more when we're doing fun stuff like that, right? So, I mean, I, I think, like, floor in NCAA gymnastics is just an awesome opportunity. I mean, they're great athletes, and I get to see every day they have amazing personalities. And so what I have fun doing is kind of matching mm. who they are with their music and with their style. And then I think that's what's fun about it for the fan or for the crowd or even for the judge is like they get to see who this girl is like through their expression and mm. through their performance. And then, you know, when, when our, our athletes get the feedback from the fans, like we love watching this, then yeah. that just makes them better and better. Is so. it the most creative element in NCAA sports? Because I, I mean, like yeah. the way I yes. dribble a ball or the way <laughs> I tackle someone, the way I hit a volleyball. I'm trying to think like, you know, the, what's the, more creative? What's than more that? creative right. than the floor Thank in gymnastics? Probably that. nothing. I don't think so. I think it Did, tops it. I think that's why it gets so much attention, right? Yes, because it's enjoyable. It's so unique, um, and it's it's essentially dancing with muscular, uh, you know, amazingness, <laughs> uh, which is awesome. With, with this group and this moment tomorrow in Poly Pavilion at two, well, you you said, hey, we're ready for this. We're ready for this. What is it that this team is sort of uh, built towards in this moment of like the season high recently and now, okay, yeah. this is our moment? Yeah, I, mean, I, I coach vault and floor specifically. Mm -hmm. So we're controlling our thoughts. What are we thinking about? What are we going after? And it doesn't have to be more than you do because what you do is already great. So it's being in the moment and what you think affects kind of how you act and how you perform and how you affect your team. The sports and psychology so element of it. Yeah. yeah, and so it's one routine after another, one athlete at a time, one skill at a time, and just doing like what you already do mm. so well. We gotta dial yeah. that down, because we're always like three segments at a time. We need to <laughs> trim that down to just Focus. this segment. <laughs> just this segment. You yeah. mentioned you coach the vault as well, mm -hmm. and for what it's worth, I believe that this still holds true, the vault score of 49.375 is the highest score of any of the events this year. And you did it late in the season. So yeah. your teams are showing up at the right time. Yeah. Our, I'm, our vault team has stuck more landings this season than, than I can remember from even past seasons combined. Fantastic. So they have really dialed in on like their awareness and how how to you know capture the last moment, which is that stick. Outstanding. Awesome. Yeah. All right, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma so you can take yeah, it good back luck to all of the women Thank and you. you can take care of business against Boise State and get into that 14 pod. Appreciate it. All right. I'll take it. Thanks, Brogan. Thanks, you guys. Okay, check out BYU Baseball tonight on the BYU Radio app, 8 Eastern time as BYU takes on Utah Valley. Cougs have won 14 in a row, including a couple of weeks ago against Wolverines. The best of BYU Sports Nation will be back after this on BYU Radio. Get caught up in the week in Cougar Sports. This is the best of BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it. 
Kugel Whip Round presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Big Game Boomer projects BYU playing Nebraska in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl okay. at Chase Field in Phoenix. What's not to like about this projection? I love everything about this projection. This is, I'm looking back at 12 seasons of football independence. And never at this point of any preseason was BYU locked in to a like a somewhat notable bowl game against a another like power five opponent, like a big name brand. Okay, so the thought the thought of BYU Nebraska in a bowl game is super fun. Eleven power five opponents. Let's go. Um, yeah. And what do you want out of a bowl game? Do you want a uh, compelling opponent? Opponent and a great B5. warm location. In a great warm location. Not Shreveport. And for, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and for BYU, it's probably like a certain amount of money, right? You're going to get to some bowls to pay out uh, more. The Big 12 is going to have a bowl issue, though, because last year they had ties to six plus kind of two contingency bowls. Last year, 12 of the 14 teams were bowl eligible of the 14 that they will have this year. Okay. So, who, how's that gonna work? Uh, well, maybe some of those teams, because it is a 14-team conference, won't be bowl eligible. Maybe they only have 10 bowl eligible But teams. still, there were only eight last year, so are they adding bowl games? We'll see. I love the idea of, yes, Phoenix, huge fan base in the Valley of the Sun for BYU. Nebraska, the 2015 yes. stuff is great. Yeah, um, and, and to me, outside of the New Year's Six, and kind of Alamo, Holiday, and Capital One. All the bowls are kind of the same in terms of like quality slash relevance, but certainly there will be bowls that pay more, that have better opponents, uh, that will be more of a, a game you get up for in the fall, uh, in the uh, almost winter. You know what I love about this is that BYU in the late season context, it's like, hey, if they win their final two games, or they win their final game, maybe they elevate to the Holiday Bowl. Like, there's that they context in play. Bowl. I wish right? Holiday was in the mix, but yeah, Alamo, this one it was last year, Alamo, Cheez-It, Texas, Liberty, guaranteed rate. The two that were, um, you know, in the in the mix there were Armed Forces first responder were like the contingency two. Okay. Those are nice. BYU played in one of those in the last 12 years. Great. You know, <laughs> armed Forces, and it was the first year. I just, I just like the idea that, yeah, there's guarantees in there. <laughs> Guaranteed rate bowl. Come on now. Free plug. All right, men's volleyball hosting USC tonight. And I heard put, that. They put once again their home undefeated streak on the line. 10 and 0 this season. Will BYU men's volleyball finish the season unbeaten in the Smithfield House? Absolutely they will. BYU's, I don't believe BYU is going to lose this week against USC okay. tonight and tomorrow at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Then in two weeks after a bye week against Stanford. I believe BYU will finish 14 and 0 at home, undefeated for only the third time in program history. Yeah, they've gotten to this point and they're now better than the remaining games, like better than the teams they play in the remaining matches at home. So they frankly, should. if they don't finish undefeated at home at this point, it would be disappointing. Yes, BYU should uh, hold down home court. Yeah, they really 14 should. and 0. And uh, as you pointed out, maybe they climb to as high as number five in the polls. They could. Depending on what happens. They could uh, They could pass up uh, UC Irvine here. Yeah, let's, let's just, I mean, we're hoping UC Irvine loses significantly to Hawaii GCU this week. And lose a couple to UCLA this yeah. weekend. So. Yeah. Yeah. Does it need to UC be Irvine, like Hawaii next week? Do they need to be blown out GCU and UC Irvine for BYU to like ascend into the top five? Maybe. Ah, so like we're hoping for like yeah. lopsided wins GCU by the powerhouses. Could split at home and then not fall. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Okay. It's opening day in the MLB. Not sure if you could see that. Um, <laughs> what's the best thing about opening day? To you? Um. Let's see. Every team is zero and zero. It, it's just. 
it's kind of like, uh, we joked about it being a national holiday. It feels a little bit that way for, for sports fans. Like it's, it's just like this collection, like, yes, here we go. It's a renewal. It's the springtime, even though it's snowing in Utah, it's, it's you know, it's, there's warmth. There's, there's a newness to it. And hope springs eternal for every Major League Baseball team. Just maybe, maybe this is the year for my squad. Maybe. Um, the great Dave Niehaus said it best. He said, they say, that you don't grip a baseball, baseball grips you. Mm. And today we begin that journey of 162 games. New rules, sped up, like those. bigger bases. I like that. No shifts. You know, uh, I, I'm excited about it. It's gonna be a fun season, let's go. This is the best of BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. The best of BYU Sports Nation collects our favorite conversations and brings them to you every Saturday. We are live at Studio B. It's a two-hour BYU Sports Nation Alumni Day Spring Scrimmage Special. The alumni and can wait. Yeah, the Spring we'll Scrimmage happens first, we'll right? Them. Let's get yeah. to the actual players, yes. the guys that are putting in the work right now. Yes. Uh, and it is quite the trifecta. We have quarterback Keaton Slovis with us. We have a defensive lineman transfer from Boise State, Isaiah Banya. And we got the vet center and offensive lineman, Connor Pay. Welcome up, to the guys? trio. Great to see you guys. Thanks Thanks for having here. How are we doing? Let's go. Let's first talk about Keaton's shoes. Uh, the, air, <laughs> the Air Monarchs are legit. These are first-team all-dad shoes. <laughs> the Air Dad. The Tell cutters. us about the decision, the grass cutters. You know, I got to shout out Sam Hartman, uh, former Wake Forest, now at Notre Dame quarterback. Um, he wore them at the Manning camp, and my other, a few other friends of mine had them, but he was the one I was like, man, he sold me on them. He's like, they're comfortable, they're cheap. Why not? Why not? They're good for your feet. That's all functional. That's, so I was like, let's, yes. let's roll. There you go. 40 bucks later, here we are. <laughs> Only 40 bucks. Like, that's super cheap. I love it. You're feeling good. You got to feel good to uh, play good. How are you feeling? We just talked to Kalani about kind of your integration. He said it's been, it's like you've been here four years. What's it been like for you the last uh, three plus months being at BYU here? It's been great, uh, super comfortable. I think it starts with the, the players and the teammates. Um, I feel like we just share a lot of values and uh, it's been kind of seamless, kind of you know just playing football and, and being around the guys. And uh, beyond that with the staff, um, we're always on the same page. Um, no one has too big of an ego. I think everyone's kind of uh, just trying to do what's best for the team. And I think that's um, really nice as a quarterback and trying to be the best offense we can be is when everyone just wants what's best for the team. If you're wearing Monarchs, you have no ego, <laughs> which is awesome. I love it. Embrace what? Embrace it. Embrace it. Let's I'll go. Let, let's stay with the shoe theme and move uh, one spot to the left with the Air Max 97s, all white. Keeping the classic. Isa yeah, <laughs> Isaiah Banya. You're, hey, you're in a transfer situation at BYU, too. <clears throat> what has the transition been like for you as you've moved uh, from Boise down to Provo? Right. So it's been pretty good for me. You know, I've been, I've loved every second of it. It's been awesome, you know, especially, you know, being at Boise Day for three and a half years. I was really, you know, used to the whole system there and the program and how everything was ran. So coming here, it's like a, it's like a new start for me. It's like a fresh beginning. And so I've just really been trying to take advantage of all that. And, you know, I've had all my guys here, man. I've been getting my brother, my new brothers and everything. It's been an awesome transition. So, yeah, it's been sweet. Was it, I guess, uh, why was BYU the pick? Because certainly Kelly Papinga, there was a connection <clears throat> there. Kelly's uh, going to take full credit, by the way. Probably. I mean, <laughs> Might as well, probably. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he definitely. But, <laughs> no, but what role did kind of, okay, yeah. once you finished, obviously you play BYU every year. Right. But what was the connection there to kind of, besides Kelly, I guess, to, to yeah. BYU? Yeah, no, totally. So actually, I grew up in Southern Alberta, in, up in Canada. And so in that area, BYU's, their fan base is pretty big up there. You know what I'm saying? So growing up, BYU's always been, you know, that, that, uh, that, 
thing in the back of my head, like, man, that would be sweet. You know, even in high school, I tried to come out here. But um, so really that was already was like the seed planted in my decision already, right? And it was definitely a school that I was looking to come to really because, you know, the program, how successful we they've been so far, you know, especially during the past ages and all that. And so uh, that was definitely played a big role in it. And so once I hit the transfer portal, I wanted to go somewhere, you know, that I could display my talents on uh, a, a big platform and playing against good talent and, you know, especially on a daily basis. I remember playing against BYU, especially uh, the last time I played them back in 2021. It was one of the toughest games I've ever played, but it was also one of the best games I've ever played, you know, and just playing against that competition, I knew that, you know, coming in, practicing against it, it would just only make me better, you know. And so with that being said, I also feel like I could add help and aid the defense, you know, especially going to the Big 12, especially. And so, yeah, everything just worked out, man. It was a great decision, and I didn't never look back since. That was a tough day for BYU. Uh, ranked 10th, uh, Boise State came in and won. Thanks but, for bringing that up, yeah, Isaiah. Yeah, Maybe I should have left that one off. You. I should have kept that to myself. We don't bring up 2019 with Caden. We're glad Caden's here. But um, shout out uh, Calgary Stampede. Yes, shout sir. out uh, yes, Greg Rubel, who's from Alberta as well, the voice mm -hmm. of Cougars on the radio. You need to chat with him. No doubt. Alberta I'm guy. I'm get tapped in. Yep. Um, and, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, Connor. Uh, we had an eventful conversation with you after the Stanford game, which was <laughs> memorable, huh. which we love. But Connor's my guy. It's, that was Connor's, the best. Connor's that our guy. The, that was the I best. wish I had your voice. I'm going to say that right now. I wish I had your voice. It's I didn't do deep, anything it's wrong. It's rich. It's I amazing. I didn't say that. I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't say okay? anything wrong. <laughs> so we keep bringing it up. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> we can move on. Or not. Um, you were the number one rated, what was it, pass blocker in the country? PFF Indeed. Last pro year? football focus. What did that mean to you? I don't really care. Yeah. You don't care? Not not a lot. I mean, I care more about the opinions in the building than I do. I mean, it's cool. It's cool to be recognized with some of the best centers in the country. But also, at the end of the day, that matters a lot less than playing on the field. You know, Because, yeah, I was the number one ranked pass protecting center in the country. I still got benched. You for know? one game? So, for two. Two and games? And so, oh, okay. I mean... You know, the opinions in the building matter more mm. and your production uh, for your teammates and for the system you're trying to run matters more. And so, I mean, it was, it's cool to be recognized, but there are more important things, I'd say. You're clearly a very driven dude, and now you're working with a quarterback that BYU players, staff, fans are super excited mm -hmm. about. What's the relationship been like as you've welcomed in a new quarterback and, and you work with him in a very close capacity? Yeah, very close. I'd say, um, but uh, it's been it's been really good. It's been really good. Uh, I actually hosted Keaton on his visit here, mm. so you know we've we've been chatting it up, and now we live together. Awesome. So it's uh, it's been pretty smooth, seamless transition, I'd say. And our system is fairly similar to the one he ran at USC, so it's been really fast for him to pick up our terminology and stuff. He's already making you know, checks at the line of scrimmage and stuff like that, which... Some that he'd hope I probably didn't make, but we're <laughs> learning, you know? Right. Yeah. Some that were right, some that I should have listened to and didn't, some that I did listen to and shouldn't have listened to. <laughs> but, you know, that's what spring ball's for, right? That's what spring ball's for. No, but it's been really good. It's been... It has been pretty seamless. I know everyone's been saying that, but that's because it's true. It's mm. been pretty... It has... There haven't been hardly any hiccups. 
Keaton, what have you seen from Isaiah on the defensive side and the new look defense for BYU? You don't know what the old look was, right? But Jay Hill's here yeah. now, and Isaiah's here now, and this is a defense that expects it to be way better. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Coach Hill kind of came up to me one of the early, like probably before spring ball, we were doing our walkthroughs and stuff, and he was like, "This defense can make you so much better." And uh, you know, I kind of heard him, and then like two practices later, I went up to him and was like, "Hey, you're making me so much better because you're giving me a lot of different looks. Uh, you're making it hard on us, but it's gonna make me a better player and better quarterback going forward. And um, having great players too, bring a guy like Zay, um, it's it's made my job a lot harder, but it's also made everyone a lot better." I want to go back to the recruiting visit, Keaton. When you show up and Connor is your host, what what was that? that recruiting trip like for you out of the portal? Probably bad. No, it was uh, it was good. It was a little, little bit different. Like you're not coming out of high school. You're I remember I sat in the quarterback room for like three hours going over the entire offense, yeah, trying to learn everything. Connor wasn't there for that, yeah. luckily. Um, <laughs> but, you have to go out and do all this crap because the high school kids want to get taken around. Hey, spend money on me, all this stuff. <laughs> I was just sitting there waiting. Like I thought I was hosting somebody. And like, yeah, he's going over the playbook with A-Rod. I get a text three and a half hours later. <laughs> okay, okay, come eat dinner. Yeah. dinner now. That's all you're doing. But it was good. And uh, it was really Connor and Cody just sat and we ate. Um, and honestly, I was, I was pretty beat from the, just the flight in. So I just went home or went to the hotel and went to sleep after. But um, it was awesome trying to get, you know, Connor's perspective on things as a vet. Mm. Um, you know, we've had similar experiences um, just playing college football for a long time. So um, definitely made me more comfortable coming to, to you know, commit here and, and then even when I was, uh, you know, trying to navigate, like finding a house and place and stuff, Connor was huge with that. Fantastic. All right, let's finish with this. And Isaiah, I'll direct, I'll direct this at you. What are you hoping to accomplish today in the spring scrimmage from a defensive perspective? From a defensive perspective, you know, I'm just trying to see how we work as a team, as a defense. You know, we, we've been having a ton of work this whole spring ball. You know, we were getting better every single day. And, you know, today's just the day we can go out and yeah. just let it shine, you know, let it loose. And so with that being said, you know, we just want to work on, you know, communication and camaraderie on defense. And, yeah, that's the goal. Just don't tackle Keaton. Just, we'll leave Keaton alone. <laughs> little, you know, we still gonna, don't worry about it. We yeah. still go get after him. Yeah. Or you may have you to know? deal with Connor. <laughs> hey. Okay. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hey, hey. every day, man, come on. <laughs> no, every day we talk about it, man. I'm like, Zay, come hey, on. Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm, like, like, I'm do my, out here. Yeah. I'll do my thing out here, man. Hey, have fun with it. Have fun with it, too. Uh, that's how I'm <laughs> Isaiah, have you yeah, met yeah. Brian Keel, former BYU linebacker in the NFL? I have. You need to today because you two, I think, are doppelgangers. And Sounds would get good, along. Yeah. Oh, Brian Keel. <laughs> he played in the NFL for four or five years. So. Okay, cool. He yeah, caught yeah. a Hail Mary to win the alumni game last year. Last year. Oh, as, as, a line, as a, a linebacker. linebacker. See, that's, that's quite dream. the moment. That's a dream right there. So, it yeah, was amazing. You ain't catching no passes. Hey, man. A brother can hope, man. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Great to have all three of you with us in Studio B. Can't wait to watch you compete in the spring scrimmage. That's a 5 Eastern. Yep. Followed by the alumni game. 7 Eastern for the alumni game. Going to be a fun day. Thanks for coming on, guys. We appreciate sure. it. Thanks, Thanks for having us. You, you got it. Connor, your shoes are cool, too, by the way. They are yeah. very cool. I appreciate yeah, getting skipped on that. That's crazy. <laughs> 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 a, ret a retro. There we go. We got it. Shout out to Blake Freeland. <laughs> yes. He gave these to me after he left. Blake's about to have enough money to buy everybody. That's what shoes. I'm saying. He, yeah. he left yeah. me quite a few good things. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Let's keep it rolling. Up next, uh, BYU football, as you've noticed, is a family affair in many regards with legacy names. Why not welcome in the Rex family? Byron, Isaac, and Preston will join us next on BYU Sports Nation. What kind of shoe game do those guys have? Uh, it's going to be tough to beat. Man. It is. It is tough. Stay with us.
BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The best of BYU Sports Nation will be back after this on BYU Radio. This is the best of BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We are live in Studio B. Man, those, I just think I'm gonna get used to the colors on the camera. I'm kind of getting used to them. Can it's, we do this every day? Very bright. Nope. Okay. The teal and orange, very bright. <laughs> uh, we've got a fantastic personality in Studio B with us. Our second guest of the day, he is BYU senior setter. Yeah. Heath Hughes. What's up, Heath? What's up? How are we doing? <laughs> doing pretty good. How are you guys? Awesome. We're great. How uh, are you feeling coming off uh, overcoming a broken finger and helping BYU win some huge matches? <laughs> Fingers don't matter for a setter, right? <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm feeling fresh. I'm ready to go. Happy to be back. Um, it's great to be back on the court. You were finally cleared fully because uh, you could serve against Ohio State. Yes. You missed six matches. You, you, you served in two, and then last week you were back. How'd the pinky feel? And you, you played with it taped to your ring finger, right? Which is probably yes. a little gnarly. I'm playing with it taped. It's a little weird to set. I'm getting used to it, but it feels normal. Um, it's not as strong as it used to be, so yeah. if I go up for a joust, I can feel it a little bit there. But other than that, I told the coaches just like, Treat me like I'm normal. I'm wow. fine. Yeah. So performance-wise, other than that unique joust situation, at the yeah. end, you feel 100%. Just don't think about it. It's not, it's not hurt. Uh, <laughs> and you have three screws in there. Yes. That's, that's wild. What, what happened with it, and then how hard was it to kind of sit out those almost uh, you know, two months' worth of games? Yeah, so it was just a normal day of practice, and I was going up to block and a blocking drill, and the ball just hit it perfectly right on top of the pinky, and it broke the lower digit kind of like shattered it. Mm. Um, thoughts were that we could just kind of power through it, but it needed surgery to speed up recovery, so we did that. And I mean, it's it was not ideal sitting out for six matches, especially the start of conference in sure. last season. Um, but it is what it is. You have yep. to stay level and keep going. Checked out one month because you played two a week. Yeah. Um, and then, but two of those were Grand Canyon where you played. <laughs> Yeah. How hard was that to not be able to play in those matches? It it was pretty difficult. I mean, they did well. We played well against them too. But um, not I feel being like a, if you're playing heat, though, you split. You yeah. Get one. Yeah. Ideally, yeah. But um, it was nice to be there and like see everyone be back in the old stomping grounds. But I want to play them 100% again. In the MPS tournament? tournament? If that's how it matches up, if absolutely. It, if there's a 2-3 scenario, that could be in the semis. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now we know. <laughs> I'm mentally Whenever. circling this Palo right Alto now. Come on. In a couple of weeks. Yeah. Let's, let's go. Heath Hughes is with us on BYU Sports Nation. What has changed for this team uh, from the beginning of the season to now where here you are, number seven in the country. You've won 10 at home and lost none. Like, there, it feels like something has clicked. So what is that? What's working right now for BYU Volleyball? And, and what has helped you kind of turn the page to success? You know, they always say it's like, by the end of the season, you want to be at your peak. And I think we're on this upward trend yeah. and we're trending at the right point. I think it's the same exact team as last year. We just all have to prove something this year. It's my last year. I want to prove something before I go and I'm done. And they want to prove that last year was not them. And 
I think we're trending the right way. Yeah, six more wins than last year already, which has been awesome. And it's a really young group. Um, your, your primary pins, you know, Capono's a junior, but yeah. like if it's, if it's Luke and Trent and Mix, those guys are freshmen or sophomores. Yeah. And here you are, the seasoned vet with like old man Mitchell Worthington, right? right. Um, <laughs> what's it like to uh, kind of lead this group into what you hope is a very uh, awesome finish to the season? I mean, oftentimes I don't even realize that, that, that they're that young. Like, they play like they're fifth-year seniors. They act like they are veterans of the game, and I love it because, honestly, we lead ourselves. Like, we're all kind of in it together. There's not one person that's, like, our chief. We're just running it together, and I think it's because we mesh so well together. That's why we're doing so well. At some point, did you cease to feel like the new guy? Because as a setter, you're inherently a leader. Absolutely. But also it's kind of your one year here, right? As a great yeah. transfer. Absolutely. Like, especially as a setter, I have to come in and figure out how to set all these, what, 12 guys. Yeah. They all have different sets, figure out as fast as I can while making them like me and want to play next to me. So it was pretty, it was a, it was a job the first month I was here, but. I kind of like stepped into the role comfortably and I'm good now. It's awesome. It's easy. It's been fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Let's stay along that line of questioning. How have you evolved uh, as a player and how have you changed now that you've been at BYU compared to the product that you were, which was a great one at Grand Canyon? Yeah. Um, I think it was definitely like a, I don't know, a humbling experience, like leaving somewhere and going somewhere new. You have to kind of step out of whatever you built and rebuild. Um, and I think it made me a better player because I had to adapt and change and I have to set a different offense. It's different than what we wanted to do at GCU. And it's, it like pushed me out of my comfort zone. Mm. Yeah. How would you describe your journey? Because you're from Florida, but you went to GCU in Arizona and you played beach on the collegiate national team. In fact, September you went to Brazil and now you find yourself at uh, BYU, one of the biggest programs in men's volleyball. What's that been like for you? I would have never thought that I would have ended up here. I mean, <laughs> I, I always thought of BYU Volleyball as just like this big top three powerhouse in the country. And I am definitely used to warm weather. I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> With playing beach, Florida, Arizona, I, it's so cool. Like, I would have never thought that I'd be here. How would you explain the Smith Fieldhouse as a guy that is now for the first year, now playing in front of a home crowd at the Smithfield House. You, pl you played BYU like a million times, right. too, on the other side. Right, but on the other side. Yes. But as a home, yes. as a member of the home team. It's unreal. Yeah. Like, it's a privilege to be able to play in front of 4,000 plus every single match. Like, nobody in the country, maybe one other school gets to do that. Boy. And you're lucky. It's, I'm so lucky to play in front of that fan. It's yeah. fun. Every time we show up for a match, it's like... This is going to be a fun night, like no matter who the opponent is, no matter the situation. But when you have a 10-0 record and you're in third place and in comes USC, who sure has struggled, but they are talented. What is, uh, what is BYU in for this weekend against the Trojans? It's going to be a dogfight. I mean, they're a good team. USC is always a good team. They get a lot of top recruits, well-rounded players. So, I mean, if we don't come out with intensity from the start, they'll jump on us. Um, but being 10-0, I don't feel any pressure because we're just going to go out and do what we always do and play our game and that comes with good results. Heath Hughes is with us on BYU Sports Nation. What's next for you in your volleyball career following BYU? Like is this something you still want to pursue or is it on to different aspects of life? So I mean the original plan was to keep playing volleyball whether that's beach volleyball indoor volleyball but I stopped by a career fair here at BYU and got hooked up for a really like a dream job that I want to do in healthcare administration through nice. BYU. 
So it was the offer was too good to not kind of entertain it. So I'm going to go that route first. A okay. lot of athletes kind of go pro and then wait till they get a job. But I got the job first, and we can go pro after. But so you yeah. have a job waiting for you. I do have a job waiting for me in May. Awesome! Outstanding! <laughs> That's exciting! Yeah. That's the point of college. This it just is. in. Uh, <laughs> to get a job after, which is awesome. Well, that's sweet. Um, how would you sort of summarize your experience being at BYU this year with this team and kind of what's left for you guys? Because you have, you have four matches left and then the MPSF tournament. And, hey, if you do well there, the NCAA tournament perhaps. Right. I mean, I don't know. I've just summarized my experience here. It's just I wish I would have been here the past four years. Mm. Like, it's been awesome. Hey, so do we. <laughs> <laughs> and for what's to come, I mean, we're just going to give it our best and we're going to get – the result that we, I mean, the input that we put in is the result we're going to get out. So we're just going to keep giving our best and hope for the best. And, and the banks have to stay above the eyes, right? The banks have to stay above the eyes. Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel like preseason they were a little long and, and no you're more like mullet. shaking them out. And no more, no more mullet. No, more. no, yeah. What is, what is Mix, uh, what are Mix and Luke doing with their hair, by the way? Yeah. They're, they're interesting cuts. We don't really ask. We just, I mean, nobody asked me when I had a mullet. So we kind of just do what you want to do. Mix got interested. Luke looks like he just woke up. But those dudes can ball. You know what I mean? Which is awesome. To each their own with hair. To each their own. Yeah, Steve's had the same own. haircut since oh. 1992. Oh. So oh, it's all good, man. Heath, great to have you on the show. Absolutely. Congratulations on Thanks your success. So glad that you're healthy and uh, feeling good. And good luck to, against USC tonight and through the weekend. Thank you. Okay, watch Heath Hughes and his bangs tonight at 9 Eastern time against mm-hmm. USC. Number 11 versus number 7. We call this the Keaton Slovis Bowl. 9 Eastern time on BYU. Oh, we're calling it the Keaton Slovis Bowl. Yeah. All right. Sure. I like that. What are you most interested to see in tomorrow's BYU football scrimmage? Our elite response to that question coming up. Hands. Look at big hands rumble. Rumbling, stumbling, touchdown. This what is, is this celebration? What is that? That wraps up the best of BYU Sports Nation this week. Tune in next Saturday for the Cougar news you need to hear. And catch the BYU Sports Nation simulcast every day at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, on BYU TV and BYU Radio.